Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, it's a little afternoon here on Thursday, which means it's Twitter Thursday and Thursday night preview show on the Locked On NFL Network. I'm Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. Drop me a line there anytime. It's a little late for your Twitter questions, obviously, today, but you can get them in for next Thursday or we can talk about stuff in between. Uh, belly up to the bar. Let's get into something here. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is a little bit of house cleaning from yesterday. Um, if you missed yesterday's show, I did power ranks and I talked about the the age of every team in the league. And it shocked me that Atlanta was considered the oldest team in the league. So I just pulled up their roster and sorted it by years of experience and it really isn't it's somewhat manufactured and ideally I think the best way to do this exercise would be to pull kickers and punters out Matt Bryant has played for 15 years I mean so okay you have an old kicker does that mean you're an old team not really uh Dwight Freeney has played for 15 years Matt Schaub who I totally forgot about is his 13th season but he doesn't play you know I mean it, it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to draft a quarterback in the third round to develop or whatever but um so what you're old at the back of quarterback position Jonathan Babineau's in his 12th year Chris Chris Chester is in his 11th Eric Weems is in his 10th this is Matt Ryan Jacob Tammy and Philip Wheeler's ninth seasons Tyson Jackson Andy Levitre uh, Alex Mack's eighth season. Everyone else has played six seasons or less. So, so of guys that have played, you know, in, that are in their eighth year or more, Mack, Ryan, I mean, that's really it, of, of foundation-type guys. So, okay, we got that out of the way. I want to talk about, and actually, there's a, a little, I meant to put uh, my phone on vibrate, but we get a little update here that Jamal Charles had a surgical procedure, undergoes procedure on second knee. Ooh, that doesn't sound good for not even this year, but for his career. I mean, I don't like hearing that at all for him. All right. New Orleans is, New Orleans is traveling to Carolina. And I'm expecting a barn burner. You know, this is a start all your fantasy guys type of game. Um, in the last two meetings, these teams have have racked up 158 points. <laughs> That's a lot. And I think today could be along those lines. You know, tonight should be similar. Uh, I think both quarterbacks have really big games. Both these opposing defenses have not put up a lot of resistance to opposing passing games. Um, I think that Carolina's ground game, particularly Stewart, but we're seeing Newton get a lot more carries and he's healthy. And um, I think they have more success than vice versa. You know, like if, you know, obviously this isn't a fantasy show, but if you're sitting there going, should I start Ingram or Stewart? I think you start Stewart. You know I mean? I think he's the guy that should put up better numbers of the two. But I also like, 
the Saints receivers to put up better numbers than the Panthers receivers. And um, I, I think there's a couple matchups that are sort of to New Orleans' liking. And uh, Saints' defense isn't awful. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's all we wanted out of them this year. If you can be 25th in the league, and that's about where I think they are, then this team can be highly competitive because the offense is so good. And I said that over and over this offseason, that as long as you're not, you know, league garbage, you know, if you're not awful, we can win games with you guys. And I think they're to that point. The, you know, we're going to see Bro, who is a good corner, not a great corner, but a very good corner, and he's been following opponents number ones. He's on Benjamin, I would imagine, and I'm not impressed with Benjamin. I mean, he, he doesn't, he's not a very good route runner. He's a little sluggish. I know he's huge, but I think Bro has an advantage over Benjamin. And then we saw a lot of Eric Berry on Olsen last week. I would think the Saints do the same with Vaccaro, who's also having a very good year and a very versatile player. So I kind of like those two matchups in a shootout situation in the New Orleans favorites. Um, how do the Saints rush the quarterback, though? I mean, to me, that's a big problem. They just don't have pass rushers. They're going to have to blitz a lot. And maybe they can confuse Newton here and there and come free on a couple. Um, the offensive line for Carolina has very much been in flux. But I understand that Khalil is coming back for this game. I think that is gigantic. Uh, I think he's not only he's a high end center, but he's the you know he's he's got they're not going to blow co- you know, blow line calls and things with him in there. They're much much less likely to do that. On the other side of the ball, their best lineman Armstead is going to be out, and uh, Mario Addison is an up and coming defensive end. He's playing pretty well. He's probably going to line up on Pete a high percentage of the time. Pete now goes to tackle. Pete was naturally a tackle playing guard, but still, this is a drop-off, and you and you get worse at two spots, really, with Pete moving from guard to tackle and Armstead being out. Um, but this pair, you know, this Panther defensive line isn't last year's version. I would like to see big games from their defensive tackles. We've talked about that. I think that's a huge key here. Um, and then Breeze is playing great. I mean, I don't think we have to really expand upon that. I mean, he's a really, really good player, obviously. And he has three high-quality receivers in Sneed, Thomas, and Cooks. And of late, he's basically been targeting the three of them pretty equally. And I like that aspect of this. is Against this Carolina secondary, unless Carolina is demons rushing the passer, I think Cooks is going to consider, or Breeze is going to consistently find matchups he likes. <laughs> I mean, that... Boy, this rookie corner is on Cooks or on Thomas or whatever. And they'll play a lot of zone, of course. Um, but I think that favors the, the Saints a lot. I could see Breeze having a huge game and all three of those receivers having success. So I am going to take the Saints. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. All right, all right. We are going to get into Twitter questions here in a moment. But the Hall of Fame, you guys know I'm a big Hall of Fame geek. You know, I, I think the Hall of Fame is super cool. I've told you before, when I was at Akron, I organized uh, our official visits for recruits. We would go to Canton and have dinner behind the scenes at the Hall of Fame and basically just have the whole building to ourselves with the recruits and their families and some of our players and coaches. That was pretty awesome. But I, I like the whole idea of who belongs and who doesn't. Um, so let's talk about that a little because yesterday the Hall of Fame semifinalists were announced. And how many are there? There are 26 of them. I'm going to run through them in alphabetical order. Morton Anderson, Steve Atwater, Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce, Don Coriel, Roger Craig, Terrell Davis, Brian Dawkins, Alan Fanica, Chris Hinton, Tori Holt, Joe Jacoby, Edron James, Jimmy Johnson, Mike Ken, the tackle from the Falcons, if some of you don't remember him, um, Ty Law from Aliquippa, John Lynch, Clay Matthews Sr., Kevin Mowai, center, Carl Mecklenburg, Terrell Owens, Jason Taylor, Ladanian Tomlinson, Heinz Ward, Kurt Warner, Darren Woodson. Obviously, that's a, a list of fantastic football players and coaches. Fantastic, obviously. Um, and I think you can make a case for a lot of them. And, you know, Morton Anderson. And, but to, to my point, I don't think it's an overwhelming list. You know, every year you get a list this time of year of the semifinalists, and usually there's three or four, you know, like by far, that are just like, yeah, you're in. You know, like, uh, there's no debate, you know, that that's an easy one. I'm not sure that there's any easy ones in this group. I mean, there's 26 great players. I don't know that there's any layups, that there's any that you don't have an argument against. The The guy that I would put at the top of the list is Tomlinson. I think he's pretty darn close to being a layup. But, you know, and I think he gets in. So my, my reason for mentioning that is this might be Morton Anderson's best shot. You know, I mean, if a kicker's going to get in, uh, kind of everything has to work right for him. You know, kind of have to get a lucky break with your competition that year. I think Anderson's as deserving as any kicker in history. It's just, you know, do I put him in over Terrell Davis or Alan Panica? You know, guys I'm looking at on this list. Um, the other ones I think that I would, the guys I would absolutely vote for on this list are Tomlinson, and this would be an order. Terrell Owens, like him or not, he is a, great, great football player that put up massive numbers. And he was obviously with several different teams, the Niners, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Bengals. And you don't have to like him, but he was great at his job. And he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Um, third on my list would be, and I don't think he's going to get in. I keep I keep kind of fighting for this guy as Don Coriel. I just think that he was such a revolutionary coach, especially known for his time with the Chargers. And I was a kid, I mean, and, you know, when I was like 9, 10 years old, of course, you know, everyone was huge Steeler fans, but I had a Dan Fouts jersey too. I mean, that offense was just so awesome. And, and, you know, John Jefferson and Muncie and the defenses were terrible and every game was a shootout. 
And Coriel was just a master in terms of, you know, offensive innovations and production. The other one I think is uh, is, is next deserving is Kurt Warner. I mean, I don't know what to say about him. I think you guys know his case. I mean, he's a great quarterback. Great quarterback who's won big games. Unbelievable story. Also orchestrated a Chargers-like offense with that Rams greatest show on turf. Disappeared for a while with the Giants and then came back and finished his career extremely strong. You know, so I think, you know, Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I don't need you guys, you know, sending me texts saying, why don't you put this guy in? I mean, there's other ones I think are highly deserving. Those are just my top four. So, Twitter Thursday, led by Tom Young. Are the Seahawks the best bet to be this generation's dynasty? In a way, they already are. I mean, they're top couple defense every year. A lot of success. Have a ring. Barely lost another one. I mean, as barely as you can. Um, but the Patriots are more of a dynasty in this generation than Seattle. But I think Seattle, and it goes back to yesterday's show, I would think, are, are still really young. And obviously Wilson's going to be around a lot longer than Tom Brady. So I, I see both of them as, you know, quote, dynasties. I don't think any of them, and I just think it's too hard in today's NFL, are the 70s Steelers, the 60s Packers, even the 90s Cowboys. And they should have won more titles, by the way. Um, just because free agency hits you so hard and there's so much change that I don't think either one of those franchises are at that level. But what they're doing is is equally as impressive, just with more moving parts. I mean, imagine if the Steelers had, you know, you know, you know who's a free agent this year? Lambert, Ham, Swan, and Joe Green. <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, Horning, Star, Adderley are all up for free agency this year. You know, they don't have to, they'd have to deal with those things. Um, uh, what team would you like to develop? This is where is the Kiwi at? Where is the Kiwi? I don't know. I'm not a big Kiwi guy. What team would you like to develop based on current players on their roster and future draft picks too? I, mean, I think you could take the shortcut and say, Give me the established team that's like Seattle or, you know, one of these teams that is young and good. But Tennessee jumps to mind because they have so many good picks coming up and lots of them. Love Mariota. I don't think they have a ton of needs, you know, and they have a lot of cap space. Spend this offseason, find a corner, reinforce the defense pretty much all the way through and try to find a top receiver. And you got a big-time roster there. And that's not that hard to do, considering how many draft picks you have and the cap space you have. Go get, I mean, sign Alshon Jeffrey. You know? <laughs> so that would be the, the team that comes to mind uh, right off the bat. All right. Jeff Knox asks, will the addition of Kristen Michael make any difference to the Packers' run game? Um... I like him. I mean, I, I just think he got kind of squashed in a numbers crunch in Seattle. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a contributor in the passing game. I think the the Packers were fortunate that someone with his abilities would become available this stage of the of the season. 
I think he'll be the Eddie Lacy role, two-down guy. Will he make any difference in the Packers running game? I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought he played pretty well, especially early in the season. It's been the preseason in particular, and not to put too much stock in that, but um, I think he's a welcome addition. I wouldn't say he's going to fix all the problems, though. I mean, that's he's not Walter Payton. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 um, Joe Gear, Joe Gear 24. Would you, who would you consider for the Jags head coach in 2017? Um, instead of naming names, Josh McDaniel comes to mind, but, but I would think this would be a pretty attractive job too. Um, considering the talent base you have, the youth, the draft picks, depending what you think about Bortles, can you fix them? Either way, I think you have to bring in some sort of quarterback of relevance this, this upcoming offseason. But the, the whole key here for the next Jags head coach to me is you better have a very impressive, proven track record of offensive football and, more importantly, developing quarterbacks. They have to bring in a quarterback whisperer, somebody with an offensive background. I can't bring in another defensive-minded head coach, I don't think. I mean, to me, that's a, a, the easy path to take here. Uh, at Victor Crone, I come from a rugby background and don't know why more players don't lateral pass more in order to get into open space. And I forget the coach's name, but there's a highly, highly successful coach at the high school level and I previewed him in, a, in a, my ESPN pocket of football today back in the day. Um, and he teaches guys not to block downfield, but to get in position for the lateral. First of all, no one's ever defended that in this level. Um, we saw a hook and ladder from the Jets just recently. And, and maybe this is too aggressive. And I don't think it should be a staple of anyone's offense or anything. But I do think more laterals in the game in general is a good idea. You know, I mean, of course, bad things could happen. I mean, guy gets blasted, the ball goes up in the air. I mean, there's pick six and, you know, scoop and score possibilities galore for bad things to happen. But especially when you're in a tough time or, you know, boy, we really need a big play or we can't manufacture any kind of offense or, you know, a play's... Everything happens so fast, and these guys, are, the defenses are so good, it feels like I'm short, selling them short. But if you're Deshaun Jackson and you're running back, or Jordan Reed is running, th- you know, is running with the football, and maybe you get behind him instead of ahead of him. You know what I mean? Like, boy, he looks like he's in trouble. If I get behind him, in you know, it's something that you, you fiddle around with here and there. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts on that. But it's something I have considered before, and that's why this Twitter question kind of grabbed me, was I, th- I think there's a place for more of it in the NFL. And that sounds a little bonkers, but... Um, last question. At Falcons Andy, 
do you think Cutler will be a starter next year? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's coming off an awful performance, and he's easy not to like. I get all those things. Um, but he's one of the best 20 or 25 quarterbacks on the planet. I mean, he's a lot better than what the Browns have played with for 10 years. And I don't know what team would fit. I mean, if the Jets don't blow it up, maybe. What if he goes to Jacksonville with Bortles, although maybe he's not the best influence on Bortles. What if he goes to Arizona? Arizona. Makes some sense. Um, or, you know, you go to be a high-priced backup somewhere. I, I don't know. But yes, I think he's a starter somewhere. And maybe he's a stopgap starter for a team that drafts a guy. You know, I mean, to me, that's more likely. I don't think people are going to say, I'm going to go get Cutler. He'll solve all our quarterback issues for years to come. But I bet, if I were to put a chip down, is he starting for a team in week one of 2017? I will say yes. All right, guys. Tomorrow, the same time, we will talk uh, about all the upcoming games. The whole slate. I'll pick them for you. In the meantime, check out the rest of the Locked On Network. Drop me a line at, at Williamson NFL. And please spread the word about this podcast. Uh, I want to keep growing. Um you know, subscribe on iTunes, tell your buddies, leave some reviews. I would very much appreciate it. Thank you.